to the other side of Blackpool podcast. And if you live here in Blackpool, this show's for you. From high up in our attic room studio on Church Street, we share the true stories of what life is really like in Blackpool. Stories that are often overlooked, hidden, or under-celebrated. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I am all alone in the studio, but I have a collection of voices and a story to share. Um, what I want to tell you about is what goes on in Blackpool Sports Centre. You know the one, on Stanley Park. Today we're not on about gym bunnies though, and it's not for you if you just finished the London Marathon. This is about getting into sport if you're unfit, or about becoming active if you're disabled. Bear in mind, Blackpool is a town where one in four residents say they're disabled. That's more than any other place in England. And, dear listener, for poor health, Blackpool's at the top of the league too. So we were wondering, is Blackpool a beacon for disabled sports? Is it the go-to place for entry-level sports, sports you could do sitting down without any coordination or fitness at all? Let's find out. Our story begins in the reception area of Stanley Park Sports Centre. During a recording of our podcast episode, Help, I'm Disabled in Blackpool, you can look it up. It was back last September. Disabled sportsperson Carla is taking us around the building and showing us the things that don't work for her. Poor signage, fire exits with steps out of the building, separate changing for disabled people, which looks straight out of the 1960s, next door to able-bodied changing, which is bang up to date. You can see we're at the reception area now. And um, it doesn't appear to have any um, induction loop. Um, this type of facility is very um, important for someone with a hearing impairment. Um, they're not able to access what the receptionist is saying to them. And there needs to be fire alarms here so that they can see that they are flashing because they won't be able to hear it. Um, and if we just go down the corridor, there is the accessible um, wheelchair um, toilets. The main one, um, the other one that's smaller, is um, not really um, suitable for wheelchairs, it's too small. But however, the big one the cha- with the changing bed, unfortunately the changing bed is broken and unfortunately there's no access to the um, uh, soap sanitizer. Um, the other big, two big issues actually in here is that they need to have a third bin um, unfortunately, the incontinent waste has been doubled up with using general waste. There's no curtain area, and also this seat is not really um, accessible. It's too too small, and it should be made of um, plastic, so the, the wood getting wet can be um, dangerous. You can see, I know this has recently been done, but you can see the vast contrast between the other toilet um, for the disabled and this one. Carla tells councillor Joe Farrell, who was the lead councillor in Blackpool for leisure services, what her problems with the building are. Let's listen in to Joe's response. What we need to do is put the, the little quick wins right. So you said about the changing bed not uh, being broken and the soap, you know, the soap dispenser and the grab rails. Those are really quick wins. We can get those sorted for you and they will be sorted for you. Carla, how does that sound? Um, it all sounds very nice and um, doable, quick fits. 
However, I'm not sure, and I'm sure you are aware, but just to let, let you know that apparently it is a legal requirement as a public space that there are the facilities like the flashing lights, like the induction loop, that is all legally a regulation under the Equality Act of 2010 and the Disability Act of 2015. So, the fact that they've not got them, I'm sorry, okay. they're breaking the law. After that recording, Councillor Joe swung into action, fixing the little things that were easily fixed at Stanley Park Sports Centre. And more than that, considering her other two sports centres in Blackpool, asking disabled people to take her around there and show her what was wrong with them. But the sports centre at Stanley Park stands as an example of how not to do things in certain ways. If you're disabled, that is, that's what disabled people told us. We asked the head of Disability Equality Northwest, Mel Close, someone not native to Blackpool, about her immediate experiences of arriving there. Even when I drove into here as a blue badge user, I drove into the car park and had that momentary panic because it's just like chaos in it, the car park. And I was like, where are the signs? Where are the signs telling me I can park? Where are the the uh, spaces why have they not been repainted so I was like just simple straightforward things I could where was the accessible toilet where's the signs telling me where that is all of that causes me anxiety as a disabled person just trying to get about my day really just like we all do don't we Mel points to the fact that the sports centre built in 1994 was finished before laws came into effect to outlaw things like this you have to put this in the context of the disabled people's movement. The first legislation we got was 1996. So up until 1996, it was fine to put steps outside a fire exit. But there's a reason it isn't fine now. And I think you've got to remember how that makes us feel because it took until 1996 to get some legislation and now that we've got it, it just feels like people are ignoring it. One case in point at the sports centre is that there is no access to the type of sports disabled people want to play. Here's Colin Morris in conversation with Council Officer Laura Ivinson as he continues to ask the council for court markings for his disabled sportsman's son, Christopher. Chris wants to play botcher, a Paralympic sport a bit like bowls. But his dad has to mark out the court with gaffer tape so Chris can play. Listen to their conversation and particularly to the council officer's response. I don't understand it. I really don't. I I come from a background where something got to be done, get it done. If you've got to get the funds, go and find the funds. But don't pussyfoot around. I'm not saying that's happening, but it does seem to be dragging on. For the last six years, I've asked for the courts to be done. And I'm still taping them up. 74-year-old man getting down on my hands and knees and taping the courts up with a tape, which you can go and have a look. And I shouldn't be doing it, not in a sports hall. And again, like Councillor Farrell has, has already said earlier, um, you know, funding, finances, you know, the, the council, we, we are struggling. And it might be that that money has been spent elsewhere on unfortunately something that was maybe a higher priority um, I know that's not what you want want to hear now boccia isn't just a sport for players in competitions in the course of our investigation we heard of it spontaneously breaking out in nursing homes and church halls why because you can play it sitting down 
Here's Helen from Blackpool Coastal Housing, who's seen the game being played in this informal, easy-to-try way and wants to see a lot more of it in town. Well, they don't know what it is, basically. Um, But once you get them playing a very kind of simple format of botcher, oh, it's amazing fun. (laughs) We've had so much fun and giggles. um, And yes, it's very good and competitive. And people do, yeah, just have a great time and they love it. So I'm going to roll it out in the next couple of weeks into at least 10 of my centres as a bit of fun for people to do a sport which they don't realise they're doing at the time. And what do you think about the fact that although people can play informally without a court, it would be good to have um, in the mothership, so to speak, Blackpool Sports Centre, a proper court? That'd be amazing if it did, to be honest. Um, Yeah, because we can then signpost people onto the actual real sport of botcher in in a foundation that's got a proper court. It would be amazing, that. We asked the chief executive of Botcher England, Chris Ratcliffe, for his response to Blackpool's Botcher woes. We know that Botcher really does um, mean a lot to those who participate in it, particularly given the fact that over 50% of our regular players cannot access any other sport whatsoever. It gives them confidence, it helps them interact socially, and for many of our players, Botcher is their whole being uh, that they look forward to when they get out of the house um, for the sort of occasions. So I would be very surprised if Blackpool Council don't realize, don't reconsider bearing in mind that uh, this is about talking about active lives for those who wouldn't otherwise access sport physical activity in any shape or form. And what we have to take into account is the statutory duty of a local authority to provide provision for all of their community, not just for those who um, can afford to pay, make it profitable. It's not about making profit. You know, there's no way that a leisure centre in any part of the country, particularly a public leisure centre, actually makes profit. It's about a health and well-being agenda and making sure that disabled people and non-disabled people who are not active get the benefit of these facilities and resources as well as those who also are active. So given all this, we caught up with disability rights campaigner Mel Close and asked her to reflect on what disabled people are asking for in Blackpool and if Blackpool's getting it right yet. It feels a little bit disappointing because Blackpool feels like I've stepped back 25 years in terms of disability rights and I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about it and trying to work out why that is, why somewhere down the road from Preston or down the road from Lancaster why why is this kind of why is it not why do you not have a botcher court why why are you not being kind of consulted on blackpool has got 24.7 percent of its adults consider themselves to be disabled that's the highest number in the country you've got the most disabled adults in the country and that's a quarter of your 140-odd thousand population, and that doesn't include children. So I expect, and I do spend a lot of time in Blackpool because we're so near, so I expect to come to Blackpool and think, well, this is going to be where it's so easy for me to come. But that isn't the case. It is, I have to say, if you're a tourist, and that feels very unfair, 
that a lot of the new buildings for tourists are up there in terms of accessibility and that feels really unfair. So I wondered, and again, I'm going to pose more questions and answers, about Blackpool will have towns fund money, it will have levelling up fund money, it will have shared prosperity money, I assume. Yeah. So at what level do you have disabled people in all of that? Yes, of course Blackpool needs a botcher court. It's ridiculous when in 2023 you're on your hands and knees with a bloody gaffer tape. You know, let, let's be honest, it is, isn't it? When you say it like that, it's just ridiculous. So of course it needs a botcher court. But there's a massive opportunity coming up with all this funding, a massive opportunity. But what I want to see is where the council says, well, actually, on the Towns Fund Board, have got a representative from the voluntary sector who's going to come and consult with you, and on all the other boards. And I don't know if that happens. Can I just talk to you, though, about lawyers? So, you know, some of the things that the Chief Executive of Botcher England said was about the council's statutory responsibility. Yeah, let, let's get one thing clear. 2023, we do not build things for disabled people or non-disabled people. We build things for everybody and everybody can access them. That's what the building regs say, that's what the legislation says and we know, you know, 25% of the population, there's a moral duty so of course we should be able to access everything that everybody else can but also there's a legal duty and that legal duty, there is no council in the country that wants to get that letter from the Equality and Human Rights Commission that says we've picked up this case because it would be a big case wouldn't it well that's a serious place to finish but dear listener we feel that the story is not yet over this one will run and run such a moment for our sporting facilities in town so much discontent among the disabled sports community so much potential among the inactive in the town what will happen next well stay tuned to the other side of blackpool podcast and if you've got a particular interest in this please get in touch with us on our facebook page the other side of blackpool we'd love to hear your story about what you need from blackpool's sporting venues there's lots of money coming in and all to play for until next time thank you for listening you've been listening to the other side of blackpool podcast for people who live here all year round We're a dream of the Poverty Truth Network in Blackpool and the Fylde Coast. Find out more at povertytruthnetwork.org. If you like us, follow us and leave us a review.